You're listening to Nowhere to Run with Chris White on the Revelations Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome to Nowhere to Run. Thank you for tuning in. It's a wonderful day here in Nashville and I'm happy that you made it here, however it is that you found it, whether it was through the Revelations Radio Network, the Revere Radio Network, the Black Vault Radio Network, or iTunes, videos, Google search, whatever. I'm happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. You can contact me for any reason, uh, questions, comments, concerns, at my website, which is nowheretorunradio.com. There you will see a contact button. If you hit that, you can email me, but you can also now send me regular snail mail, as it were. You can hit my P.O. box up at Chris White, P.O. Box 110-984, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, 37211. I'll give that uh, again, or maybe I'll just put it in the contact section of the website where uh, you can find that at any time. So thanks Again, for all your well wishes and prayers about the wedding and honeymoon, it was awesome. It was totally perfect. The weather was just great. The wedding itself was uh, very awesome. We, you know, just got married, just start, the two of us on a beach in Tampa right before we got on a cruise. And we just couldn't have asked for a better situation than that. The cruise itself was just terrific. Um, we went to several ports of call including the Cayman Islands, um, Belize, Cozumel, Mexico, and Roatan, Honduras. So it was just just perfect. I'll talk a little bit about those in a little bit. But first I will talk about the cruise because there's a, a few things I noticed there. First, I would highly recommend um, taking a cruise. We went on Carnival, but I'm sure a lot of them are, are great. We booked it ultra early, so we got a really good price on it. But... Um, it, they really go to a great extent to make you feel like you are just really, really wealthy. And it's just all this luxury, eating gourmet food that I never even could kind of afford before. In fact, we tried to total it up. If we would have spent that much money eating that much great food every night and during the day, it would have cost more than the cost of the cruise, uh, at least on in, in, in Nashville here. Uh, it was just It was just amazing. And it kind of... I noticed something that happening to me in that in the comfort of the arms of of luxury and need of nothing that was the cruise. It really started. I noticed kind of it, it distanced me from you know the, my love of God and and my my you know daily uh, walk with Him was hindered quite a, a bit. I would say because I I assume because of just really not feeling like I needed him because there was just so much, you know, no need of anything, you know. Um, I know what that sounds like, but it, but essentially it made me really think it was sort of a microcosm of what it must be like for uh, rich people, you know, people living in, in a great deal of luxury, how hard it must be for them to um, come to a knowledge of their sin and a need a need for repentance it just must it would be a miracle of god and i think that's exactly what god says in um it, when you remember the famous thing when when jesus says you know that uh, it's harder for this rich guy basically comes and asks him about some stuff and jesus says to his disciples after he leaves it's harder for um it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven and uh, his disciples were like, well, I mean, that's hard teaching. I mean, who can who can be saved then? 
you know, that's that was their reaction, sort of like, well, that's kind of harsh. Uh, but Jesus makes a pretty interesting claim after that. He says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Speaking of the eye of the needle thing, what's what's impossible to do with man is possible with God. And I think that um, it is, in fact, really hard probably to be in that need of nothing kind of situation and desire God. And that is why I think God, uh, who doesn't desire for anybody to perish, but for all to come to repentance, is continually working with people to take away that thing that separates them from him. And, you know, a lot of people interpret that as bad things in their lives, whether it be losing money or um, health problems or, or these types of things. But God's economy is perfect. He is taking away whatever needs to be taken away to get you to him, or it may be to get you to walk in a more uh, complete way with him and to trust him more. These are all things that if we could only see on the other side of the veil, we would see as the most important things as well. But because we're kind of locked into this uh, three-dimensional thing going on here, we don't see what is truly important. We kind of look at life as just try to get through without any major catastrophes, and we win, where uh, God has a totally different perspective. He's like, first of all, we've got to save you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has comprehended what God has in store for those who love him. He is trying to uh, get us all to come to repentance that that we might be children of the Most High God and, and, and enter into this love relationship with him that we walk daily with him. And that's that's what his his goal is. And and, and obviously, uh, eternity is, um, you know, his perspective. But in addition to that, there's also a great deal more that we, as we are, are saved, we are being sanctified. We're growing closer and closer as our submission grows more and more to him. We are getting changed more and more. And sometimes because humanity learns in kind of a like, you have to pretty much show me kind of way. Um, a lot of times that requires us, you know, having difficulties and, 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 and problems and struggles in order to grow. Uh, we learn the hard way, I guess, is the way you could say that. So um, a lot of times that's exactly what's happening, and that's what I talked about in the last show with Romans 8.28. So that's kind of what I was trying to say. Back to the cruise now, Back and going back to the cruise. It was really um, luxurious, and I just had no need of anything, and I could feel the plight of the rich man, I think, a little bit, and how difficult it is it must be. It, it required a, a very, you know, pointed effort just to... You know, remember to stay in prayer and these kinds of things. Remember how much I love the Lord. It was really an interesting experience. But it was also a fun experience for all the different places that we went. Um, Cayman Islands didn't really do a whole lot there. It was, you know, I think their their main industry there is banking. And, you know, it's a place where there is no taxes. So it's a lot of big tax shelter for really extremely wealthy people. Um, we did snorkel there. So it was pretty, pretty cool, I suppose. Uh, swimming with stingrays, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Cozumel was cool trying to get around Mexico without, w with my Spanish. That was basically what I wanted to do in Cozumel is just see if I could, you know, hang with the Spanish and it worked really good. I was pretty surprised, especially, uh, having not, um, uh, worked on it in very much in the last, uh, uh probably two months or something like that. So it was starting to slip a little bit, but, uh, it all worked out. Same thing with Roatan. We did some zip lining kind of thing. It was pretty fun and also got to work on the Spanish. Belize, though, was where I had the most fun. It was it was a third world country. 
the reason why Carnival stops there is they have some great things that you can do in the rainforest, but in order to get there, you have to kind of, you know, go, you know, really deep into the country, and, you know, the country itself is not a place that you want to, you know, walk around and see what's going on. Really rich history in Belize. It's it's one of the only, if not the only, uh, sort of half English-speaking country in Central America is because it was founded uh, essentially by the British. Uh, has a really re- weird, interesting history. About 50% of the population speaks English, but most of that, or some of that, is Creole, which is not Louisiana Creole. It's a, to my ears, totally, I can't understand it at all. It's like a totally different language, but I'm assured that it is English. So, anyway, uh, they were really interesting people, interesting culture. Third world, extremely, um, all the the churches that I saw, all the schools that I saw, everything, everything was Catholic in nature. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. What we did there essentially was uh, we went to look at a lot of the Mayan stuff that Belize is really one of the hearts of the, of the Mayan culture and stuff like that. We, we went into these caves as part of cave tubing is what they were calling it. But in order to do so, you had to walk through the rainforest and uh, like a pretty big hike through the rainforest. It was pretty interesting you know ate some termites uh, uh i didn't eat particularly a termite but i'm told they're minty fresh and saw some tarantulas and some all kinds of different crazy stuff in the rainforest jaguars were supposed to be there but uh they said that we wouldn't find one and if we did we would be dead so i'm glad we didn't but uh we went into these caves where mayans had made like human sacrifices they found all these remains of like headless people and stuff so that was kind of weird uh absolutely astounding caverns though um and that whole area you could tell was was extremely uh rich in mayan uh, culture there's mayan ruins everywhere so it was an interesting um lesson in that our tour guide was particularly knowledgeable about that stuff so uh that was cool the thing though is that what really hit me and the reason i guess i'm talking about beliefs is that it hit me that there is so much in the world, and I know I have friends in, in different countries, uh, Poland, for example, a really good friend out there that, uh, you know, has, has spoken of the just lockdown that the Catholic Church has on the country. Poland specifically has a really interesting history in regards to that, but um, but it's like that all over the world. And, you know, while DVDs are a great thing, and I think that the recent DVD of the Catholic Testimonies uh, which I'll tell you about how to get copies of later for Catholic friends is a great thing for witnessing to people uh, because you know you can't refute these testimonies. They're all coming to the same conclusions about uh, the gospel, and they're obviously doing it independently. And it's just a great tool, I think, for uh, helping somebody in the Catholic faith. But there is also a great need for paper tracts in different languages, and. I can tell you after searching and praying and searching to find uh, good tracks about the Catholic Church, the thing is is that you can hardly find any. And it's interesting. I, I mean, I looked for days trying to think of every possible keyword to find uh, really good Catholic tracks. I know the Chick track makes one, but that's the one that comes up all the time. But, the, but besides that one, because I don't particularly like it, um, the, I mean, really, two days of pretty intense looking, yielded two people. One of them was Richard Bennett, who I had interviewed here. I mean, I found it like, oh my gosh, I found some tracks, finally. And it was Richard Bennett. He wrote two tracks, uh, one called 
What Every Catholic Should Know, and one called Are You Right With God? And both of them take a slightly different angle, and I like them both. It's not, I would do something a little different. Uh, I like the, one of them is really great for, uh, for, I think, the salvation aspect, and one of them is trying to be a complete thing and showing, and showing the Catholic doctrine versus the Bible verses. What I'd really like to do is have a particularly lengthy tract, one which doesn't really do a whole lot of explaining or anything. It just is a bunch of Bible verses refuting the Catholic doctrine. And I know that there's a website somewhere that's just an exhaustive list. It doesn't not a lot of commentary. Just here is the doctrine. Here are the verses that refute it. And gosh, there is, I can't find anything like that. I can't find, I, I would be happy to find any tracks, period. But that's one I would really, really like to find or make into a tract. Um, and if anybody is inspired by that or thinks that they can find that or if they can't find it, is interested in making that, uh, I would love to team up with you to turn that into a reality and to make that a tract that could be um, very easily, I would suggest, translated into many different languages and, and, and probably have a pretty awesome impact all over the world. So uh, if anybody's interested in that, please... Uh, let me know, because obviously they're not going to have DVD players in most of those countries, especially a lot of Latin American countries, um, where they need a lot of that information about the Catholic Church. So that is, I think, all that I wanted to talk about with with the those kind of things. What married life is really awesome. Um, what little I've experienced of it. We've been reading a ton of marriage books because both of us are dorks and. Uh, I've actually think I'm thinking we're going to possibly start a podcast where we review marriage books, um, and that would be interesting. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be on the Revelations Radio Network necessarily, but just on iTunes. And uh, I think it'll be a pretty interesting project if we end up doing it. Doing podcasts, I've noticed, is a lot like for me anyway, like getting tattoos. And I've never gotten a tattoo, but I can just I know it's the same sort of thing. It's like an addiction. You know, you get one, hey, now I want to get another one. You do one podcast, all of a sudden you want to start another one. So anyway, maybe that's what's happening. But in any any case, I think that I'm also going to start another one, which I'll talk about in the next sort of announcement segment, which is Revelations Radio Network stuff. Um, first, I just want to say that having the Revelations Radio Network um, duties sort of fall into my lap after Frank's retirement have been a... A blessing, and it's also been a challenge. It's been something that I has made me respect what Frank did in the creation of the network and the maintaining of it uh, so much more. And I just want to remind everybody to keep Frank in their prayers. Here he's doing good and everything. Just uh, keep praying for him and his family. He is, um, if anything, just absolutely loves everybody. I mean, it's it's it pains him not to be here and to uh, not not to be doing what he loves. So just keep Frank in your prayers. Please never forget that. And then uh, I just want to say that everything that he started here and everything that's with the Revelations Radio Network, uh, trying to go through in that same vision, which is totally free, totally discipleship stuff, and trying to make it a safe place for people that are coming out of deception to go. I am really excited about the future of Revelations Radio Network, and uh, I'm glad to finally get settled down and got most of the hectic stuff dealt with as far as, you know, getting back, answering emails and blah, 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 and ready to sit down and start concentrating in, on Revelations Radio Network and some other projects. With Revelations Radio, I really want to make it a, uh, a place where people can be discipled and things like that. I want to make it 
if there's a service that we offer, it is uh, that it's kind of a safe place where you know people are coming from all kinds of levels of deception, the occult, and various New Age doctrines and stuff like that. Uh, the goal here is to offer a semi-doctrinally safe place where people can go and to grow and can trust uh, the people. Obviously, they're aware of all the, the conspiracy stuff, but it's not necessarily the focus. And there's all kinds of um, great promotional stuff, and I can't wait to show you what's in the works. It's going to be just amazing and, 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 and do a lot of great things for um, the network. So anyway, that's all in the works, some good stuff there. The blog network um, got a lot of graphical stuff to work on there and a lot of uh, just making that look better. But functionally, it's going to look start looking for more uh, bloggers that would fit the, the blog network. So if you're a blogger, if you're interested in joining the Revelations blog network, um, you know might get uh, a lot more readership or a little more readership. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work out, but you know, over the long term, I think it'll be a really good thing. So if uh, you're interested, send me a link to your blog. I'll review it, see if it jives with uh, what we're doing over here. And um, also the news network. This is something that I'll probably start doing today after I get done with this podcast is put together a uh, several news feeds and stuff like that and try to put them together in one for you know everybody to read. But also I think it will help me to uh, start a new program, which I'm not exactly sure. the I, I got a pretty good idea of how it's going to work, but um, it is going to be kind of like the Frank and Chris show. I'm not sure the length of it or whatever. I would like to try to incorporate something where I can do 15-minute segments of it because YouTube has just increased the uh, time allotment to 15 minutes on all YouTube videos. So I'd like to try to kind of marry it to YouTube in some way, but I'd also like to keep it long enough to where uh, people can call in, we can talk about uh, different things in addition to the news and a place where people can chat in the chat room, sort of like they did with the Frank and Chris show. And that will probably, and the the other question is how many days a week and those types of things. So uh, something, be be looking for something in that regard very soon. I hope that works out. Um, and there will be more details on that later on. So a few more things kind of like that would include, um, I'm doing another 2012 presentation, this time in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a pretty quaint thing. Um, maybe 20 something odd seats and a lot of those are going to be already filled up. So I'm going to wait to tell you exactly what, when and where it's going to be. But if you're interested in an Asheville, North Carolina, uh, 2012 presentation, it's going to be, uh, let me know, send me an email or something. And, um, the thing about that one is it's going to be pretty much the same presentation I gave at the last day's conference with a little bit of twist, adding, um, Terrence McKenna into the mix as he is a pretty well known in that particular area, and it should be hopefully pretty fruitful is the uh which is the uh goal there so and the people behind it the guy behind it is sounds like a just really genuinely cool guy, so I'm excited about uh meeting him and hopefully bearing fruit in some way or another the also, versebyversebibleteaching.com, we are starting the book of Titus this Monday, and so if you want to get on the ground floor of uh, looking through this really short book, but a really powerful and uh, and deep book, check it out there at versebyversebibleteaching.com, or of course you can subscribe to the Revelations Radio Network to catch that show as well in the feed. The Zeitgeist Challenge website, people have been asking about that. It is going to be back up very soon going to raise the amount of money that was offered originally. I'd like to raise it to like 
$100,000, but I know it would be like totally dishonest because I don't have that much money, but it's absolutely impossible to answer, so I might as well. But just for the shock value and hopefully get a lot more attention, but sort of weighing the options there. So that's that. The other and final sort of announcement thing, hopefully, is something that I hope will uh, really benefit people and get all the stuff that we talk about to a far greater range of people and have much more longevity. And that is uh, the, well, let me explain the, what, what shall I call it? I guess the burning DVDs for people for free. The idea behind it is essentially that the internet in its current form won't be around forever. We all know that it's eventually going to be censored to some degree. And the kind of stuff that will be censored will be stuff like our show and the stuff like, uh, you know, is on, nowhere to run uh, videos and stuff like that, hopefully. And, I mean, in one sense, it's a good thing if it's if it's what's uh, targeted for that Internet censorship. So, But we should try to plan ahead for that kind of thing. But in addition to just that, there's also the need for getting some of this information to people that have no access to the Internet or to people that do have access to the Internet but would not sit and watch a you know 12 part series on YouTube but would if you gave them a DVD and said here is this DVD about your particular situation and that's what this project's all about and it is to ship to mail DVDs to you guys for free and it is about you know what and I've I have a list on my website of all the different videos that I've done and basically all that I would ask is that you would pay the shipping which is 2 or 3 dollars functionally that would work in that at least right now until I get all the nuts and bolts figured out, is just hit the donate button, uh, put 2 or $3 in there for the shipping of the item. And then right in the in PayPal, it has like a little thing where you have special instructions to the whatever. In that special instructions thing, make sure that you put the videos that you want uh, to have. And, of course, it would be the... Um, it would be the full version. If it's like a 10-part series in YouTube, it would be the whole part. And also make sure your mailing address is correct in that section as far as that goes. So that's all. Just if you're out of the country, there is a little section in there which explains, you know, I link you to a place where you can go to the U.S. post office and, and calculate how much it would cost to ship to your country. There's a limit of five DVDs at the present time, and that includes either five different uh, titles like you could have 2012 and the DVD tract and, you know, wh whatever, whatever videos uh, you choose have five different titles or you can have five different copies. So you want five copies of the DVD tract. If you want more, we could probably work something out. Um, but that's just a way to sort of protect me from spending too much time on this. Right now, this is sort of a beta test thing with uh, the listeners here because, and I, before I put any of this stuff on, on the YouTube site or advertise it there because... Right now, it could end up being way too much trouble, and I could end up like losing a whole bunch of money and stuff like that, which is fine. That's the whole point. Is like I was just reading in the Hudson Taylor book, which it was like, um, you know, if if you're doing God's work in God's way, then He's going to provide for it. And if you're not, well, then then you know He's not in it. So that's a good way to see if it continues to to go. If it's something that the Lord wants to do, if He doesn't, then I'll just not do it anymore. But it'll be a lot of work at first because encoding just one video. And putting it, making a master DVD of it costs or a lot of time. Uh, like for instance, an hour-long movie takes you know just two, three hours sometimes to encode. 
So it could be a really lengthy process, but we're I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunity of getting stuff like the Catholic testimonies tracked to people or the Mormon tracked to people or people that need the Muslim tracked. People have with with dvdtrack.com is something that I have offered for a long time trying to show people how to do this, you know, um a step-by-step way for them to do it free. There's new software available that makes it a lot easier than it ever was before, but it's still a really not only time-consuming process, but it's a technical uh, process even with the new software and stuff. So a lot of people, as much as I've tried to get them to figure out how to do it for free, still don't know how to do it. So there are some people out there that would really benefit from just, hey, could you send me a copy of whatever, um, you know, a video that may help their grandma or their friend or whatever. That's and then of course this has the potential to be a longevity thing, long after. You know, all of us are gone and dead and buried or wherever we go. Um, it, it has the potential to survive regardless of the state of the Internet. It has the potential to uh, to just have a wider range of people. People could show it in their churches or, or whatever. Um, so that's what's going on. And I'm excited about that. So if you want to, just go to my website, nowheretorunradio.com. Eventually, I'm going to have this all set up where each individual video has its own site and its own like little button that you can click. But right now in the early stages, of the stages of this, if you want a DVD burned, just hit the donate button, uh, put the two or $3 in there. Or if you're out of the country, put whatever it costs to ship it to you and then put, um, which video or videos that you want in the description section with a limit to five. So right now that's the easy way to do it. I'm working on the hard way to do it. The benefit of the hard way is that, uh, it gives me a good excuse to make separate pages on my website for each additional video with descriptions and stuff, which would be really good for search engines. So it's something that I probably should have done just to reach more people with the, with the material a long time ago, but uh, it was such a time-consuming process. So that's sort of working through, and I probably will change the language on the website to reflect that we don't want to do that one, that version just yet. I hope I don't confuse you. Just go to the website, and you'll figure it out. So, um, and again, if you don't want to use PayPal, can't use PayPal, you can go to the new PO box and we can, uh, you can send me, uh, the shipping or whatever or through that and that'll be fine, which is PO box, uh, 110984, Nashville, Tennessee, 37211. Okay. Now, one thing that I wanted to mention before, uh, we end here and I've got one more thing to do after this, but I, I thought of this yesterday because I had to buy... Uh, a TV because uh, I had to test these DVDs out and, it, and I didn't buy any. I bought the cheapest pawn shop television. Well, it wasn't the cheapest pawn shop television, but it was a television I had to get to test out these DVDs. And the problem, well, what I found was that um, that it was pretty cool watching these DVDs on, in, in the living room there and of the stuff that I'd, I'd done. And I got to thinking about what a wonderful thing that would be. Like I'm, me and Connie, we're we're not the mo- the most socialite of people. In fact, we were in uh, on our way back from our honeymoon. We stopped at uh, uh, a friend's house in in Florida. Listen to Mark, who was just so hospitable, and he was having a great party there, and it was awesome. We just couldn't just unbelievably so nice. It was uh, him and his wife Carla were just unbelievably uh, hospitable to us, and it was so cool. Uh, but. Uh, we're, me and Connie, we're just sort of like, you know, not very social and stuff like that. And we really want friends, you know, we want good friends that would help to, you know, help us to grow and stuff in the Lord and, and, and whatever. So 
we have been thinking and praying about that. But I was thinking we, we have this couple that uh, we're going to go see at some point in uh I can't remember what day, whatever. They, uh, I was watching these videos and thinking it would be a really interesting thing. Like, a, what if, like, you know, you had people over and you watched, like, videos that were interesting, um, you know, depending on the situation, you found the video on YouTube or something that you liked or thought would be interesting or a good, a good topic, uh, conversation starter. And it didn't have to be long. In fact, it would be better if it was just a few minutes long, maybe have a few different ones. And everybody discussed it. It, it would be a really interesting way to have deep friendships as opposed to these sort of surface level, what kind of work do you do, what sort of, you know, blah, 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 you know, sort, sort of stuff. It would, it would be interesting. But further than that, I think it would be a fun thing to do. It would be a way for people like myself that would probably um, have a hard time knowing what to do in like a home fellowship. A really interesting part of that could be finding videos that are, uh, you know, glorify the Lord in some way or do something cool like that or, you know, provocative or, you know, instructive or, or whatever. Find because the, because YouTube, for example, is full of interesting material that is not, you know, in a DVD form. And technically, I mean, it's all stuff that you can just watch on your DVD player if you know how to do it. And if you want to know how to do that, you can, again, go to my website, this new section, uh, points you to the place in DVD tract where I explain how to do it for yourself for free. Um, but anyway, I think that it's just, it would be a great addition to home fellowships or whatever, uh, Bible studies, you know, have the Bible study, but also have the, you know, something, a produ- provocative video. Um, not necessarily about conspiracy stuff. That certainly would be uh, a, a use for it too. In fact, this this uh, would would translate very well to those of you that are really you know right now in a totally conspiracy zone, uh, which is fine. That's where you know a lot of us uh, were and still are. Uh, but if you're if you're there where you're just sort of wanting to let everybody know about the different sort of things like that, it's also exactly applicable applicable to you. Um, a great way to show people the stuff that's going on in the world and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's a really necessary thing. I think in my life I just sort of feel like it's kind of uh, whole hum at this point, but that's only because I don't have like a whole bunch of real need uh, to, to to explain that to people uh, at the moment. The burden on my heart specifically is to explain people uh, the gospel and things like that because I feel like that the Lord will sort of explain all that stuff to them if they can. Uh, but of course, it's absolutely necessary to tell people about what's going on in the world, and that's what I hope to do with the other different shows like the new show and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that's uh, just a outgrowth of that. And another sort of side idea is that we all are sort of computer evangelists or have the potential to be because we're sitting here at our computers. We have – just think about your Facebook, for example, if you're on Facebook, that it's like a place – where you could just post videos, provocative videos on your Facebook once a day, once a week, whatever. You know people are looking at them. You have the ability to contact people that are hurting. People are watching you. You can be um, uh, a, an evangelist in, in a very subtle, just showing the stuff that you like type of way. We all pretty much don't have much of an excuse to in some way affect those around us because there is so much going on. We see, we can we can get into somebody's lives, we can see where they're at, you know, if they need help or if they need prayer, and then we can 
well, you know, just very passively even, uh, just by promoting uh, and glorifying the Lord in your own uh, in your own way, in your own page or whatever it is. But beyond Facebook, there are we're sitting in front of a, a thing that can do so much and in regards to whatever whatever ways i mean the forums or you know all these potential uses for it just youtube comments people that you know you read a youtube comment send them a private message and, and ask them you know if they have any questions about the bible or whatever that you would be happy to answer them and if they send you back a big list that they copied and paste don't worry about it but if they sent back you know, something that they genuinely care about it or whatever, you know, try to answer them in love. You know, you can have these kind of when and where are you going to do that on the street? You know, hey, excuse me, brother, would you mind telling me all the problems that you have with the Lord? Oh, well, sure. I'll have this problem and that problem and this problem and this problem. Do you have an answer for that? I sure do. And then, I mean, never going to happen on the street, but it can happen and happens with regularity and with very little pain on the Internet, you know, Um YouTube is a great example. Facebook is a great example. Forums are a great example. Putting out new content is a great example. You know, I mean, uh, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that. But really, podcasts, all that stuff is great. Everything is good. Blogs, whatever. If you have a particular burden um, about a particular niche thing, you want to debunk some particular false doctrine or whatever. Just put up a blog post about it. You know, if you don't have a blog, start a blog. It takes about five minutes uh, to put in your name and address and get a blog and then just write one blog post explaining what you think about it and then leave it up there. Just leave it up there for the rest of the, of the Internet to enjoy because eventually they will find it because certain changes will find it. Just let the Lord sort of work through you like that. If you've got something that you have a, you know, a feeling that you should do something about, then maybe you should do something about it. And uh, it's interesting to me to do that kind of stuff and to see, you know, in, in retrospect, in hindsight, that, you know, it was used in some, some way. Like, for instance, I had this strong urging to put up the, uh, I, there was a little testimony of uh, that I used for the homosexual tract on dvdtract.com. And all throughout the honeymoon, that was one thing, because like, put that up, put that up, put that up. And I'm like, oh, man, I really, you know, don't feel like doing that or whatever. And. When I got home, I decided, okay, this is this has gone on too long. It's still there. It still still feel like I sh- should put that up. So I I put it back in. I found that it was now with the 15 minute limit on YouTube, I can actually put 15 minutes so that I can put the entire testimony there uh, in one shot. So it was a lot more powerful. And put it back on YouTube. Uh, obviously, I have or not obviously, but I have two different channels for sort of security reasons. I guess if one goes down, one will still be there. Uh, and I titled it different things. And I'm telling you what, 100 comments in the first day. I mean, it's just it's just a very hot button issue. But that's great. I mean, as far as and weird as the comments get, it still it still means that people are thinking the testimony is just like perfect. If you know somebody that is struggling with homosexual desires or whatever, please go to my YouTube uh, page. It's called uh, "Can Homosexuals Change?" question mark And uh, it's a testimony of a woman named Caroline. Uh, her YouTube page is uh, YouTube.com/slash/yokeup. And, in fact, it is the audio from that video that I'm going to leave you with today. It will make it a short show, about 45, 50 minutes, and I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want a copy of this video or any of the other videos that I've done, you can go to NowhereToRunRadio.com, and there on the front page it will explain how to do it. So I'll leave you with this from Caroline, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, YouTube. Um, This video is to all the Christians 
who are struggle all the born again Christians who are struggling with um, gay desires, and and anybody who's not saved, who's not born again, and is gay, who's living the gay lifestyle but wants out. Um, to the people that that are not saved and want out of the gay lifestyle, um, Jesus is the only way. He's it. Um, you're not going to be able to get out on your own. You're not going to be able to stop those desires on your own. It's not going to happen through therapy or, um, you know, just deciding, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not, it doesn't work that way. Um, because it, it, it's, it's bondage. You're in bondage to that sin. Um, and Jesus is the only way to, to get out of that, to be delivered from that bondage. Um, and that, that just means... Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and which means he becomes your boss. When he's your Lord, man, he's your boss. He's your master. And he tells you what to do. And you live your life the way that he wants you to live it. Um, <clears throat> his will is not for you to live a gay lifestyle. That I can guarantee you. Um, he has a much better plan for your life. And... So if if you if you're gay and you want out of that, Jesus is the only way, um, and I'm living proof of that. Um, you know, I was gay for 14 years, and I didn't get saved because I was because I was gay and I wanted out. It's not why I got saved. There were other other things that that led me to that, but. The minute I got saved, the minute I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, that moment. I know now that it was the Holy Spirit, but at the time, I just knew in my heart, at that second, that the, the gay lifestyle that I had been living was over, for 14 years was over. It, it ended at that second. Not that I didn't have the desires still, because I did. And, 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 but at that moment, you know, I, I knew it was over, and, and I knew I couldn't do it on my own. And I remember telling Jesus, I said, I said, Jesus... Okay, it's over. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. But I can't do it on my own. I said, you got to take it from me. Um, and he did. He was faithful to do that. And it was hard, man. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy road. It, and it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a week. It didn't happen in a month. It took six months for me. Um... And, you know, it took me crying out and crying out all the time to God, you know, and and holding up my end of the bargain, you know, which was being obedient to him and, and asking for strength to resist Satan, you know, because it would have been really easy just to give in, you know, but my, my, my heart was for Jesus and what he wanted for me, for my life. And so I wasn't going to give in. And um, it took a, a lot of crying out to God, man, a lot. And I, I can get into details about that in another video, but, I mean, I quit hanging around the, the, the friends that I had, um, and I prayed to God a lot to give me Christian friends, you know, Christian female friends that that I could, you know, be encouraged by and, and hang out with and just, you know, have a wholesome, godly relationships with. And, um, and he did that. He did that really quickly. Um, and, you know, I, I, I threw away movies that I had. Um, uh, didn't 
talk to people that I used to hang out with. Um, I worked in, in salons, hair salons, and um, I would actually, you know, there's lots of style magazines and stuff like that. I would actually turn over magazines or turn the covers over so I wouldn't have to look at them. Anything that would make a thought, thought pop in my head, you know, I, I did everything I had to do to, to fight Satan, you know, because everywhere I turned, especially when you first get saved, and Satan's going to come at you like gangbusters, you know. And um, so I fought. I fought the battle. And, and, and I was, whenever Satan would come at me, I mean, I would quote scripture. Um, and even if it was a scripture that I felt like related to the situation I might be in, that I was trying to battle, I would just, I would say whatever would come to mind. And even if nothing would come to mind, you know, it's like, Jesus, just start saying Jesus. Satan hates that. You know, it's the name above all names. It's power in the name of Jesus. Um, so you got to do your part. You know, you can't go out and keep living the lifestyle and expect Jesus to deliver you from it. It's not going to work that way. Um, he was faithful to, to, to take those desires from me. And um, it was six months. I have friends who, it, it took a lot longer than that. Um, but they were also, you know, faithful to him, and he was faithful to them. Um, and so, Jesus is your only way out of that. If you want out of it, he's your only way. Now, to the Christians, who the, the born-again Christians who struggle with gay desires, don't give up. Do not give up. God is faithful to deliver you as well. And you know that. Um, but he's not going to deliver you if you're living the lifestyle. He's not going to deliver if you deliver you if you're dabbling in the lifestyle. You know, you have to be a hundred percent committed to him, a hundred percent surrendered to him and his will for your life, and ask him for strength to give you give you strength to resist Satan. Because Satan's going to try every trick in the book to get you to fall and to get you to give in. Don't do it. I'm telling you, because if, if, if you if you keep giving in and giving in and giving in, <laughs> you're just going to make things a lot harder on yourself, and you're going to be miserable. Stay obedient to Jesus Christ and what you know is His will for your life, and um, and you're going to see Him move, and you're going to see Him deliver you, and 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 however long it takes, He's building His relationship with you, and He's also building a massive testimony you share with other people and and if you're truly born again sold out to Jesus Christ you know that so I just want to encourage you you know don't don't give up don't give up and he's gonna deliver you when you least expect it that's what he did for me I didn't know how long it was gonna go on you know I mean in six months might seem like a long time to some people and some people it might seem like a really short time for me, it was, you know, it was, it was forever, you know, it was a hard road. And he delivered me when I least expected it. But the moment that the words were spoken to me, I knew that that was it. It was the end of my struggle. I knew it in my heart, man. I knew it in my heart. It was it. And I was right. Um, and from that, that moment forward, I have not struggled with it. I, I, it's completely gone, you know. Um, been married for almost three years now, and um, 
it's, you know, being married is more amazing and incredible than I could ever imagine. Um, now, for those of you who are not saved and who are living a gay lifestyle, um, my guess is that you love your lifestyle. I did. Um, because as unsaved people, we love sin. It's our nature. We're born, everyone is born with a sinful, wicked nature. Um, and, and, but when you become born again, God gives you a new nature, and, and you become a new creation in Christ. And old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. Um, and you, you get that new nature, and it's a na nature that's, that's righteous in the sight of God, and it's, and it's clean, and it's acceptable to God. He forgives your sins, and you start with a clean slate, and um, it's incredible. So anybody who is living the gay lifestyle um, and wants out of it, Jesus is your way out. Absolutely, he's your way out. But you've got to surrender to him. Um, becoming born again is not simply believing in your head that Jesus is, is God and you know that he died for your sins and it's not that. It's not just going to church. It's not just doing things that um, look religious, you know, that seem religious. Being born again is not religious. It's not a religion. It's not a religious uh, state. It's a, it's a relationship between you and Jesus Christ. And um, if you surrender to him and believe in your heart, believe in your, believing in your heart is far different from believing in your head. And that's what you have to do. You have to surrender to him 100% and say, you know, Jesus, you are Lord. You are a master. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You know, you're it. You run the show, not me. I give it up. I surrender to you. And um, when you sincerely do that, the Holy Spirit will come make a home in you. Literally, the Holy Spirit will come to dwell within you. And um, you will be born again. And Jesus will free you from that lifestyle if you let him. And you do the things that you need to do on your end. Now, for those of you who are living a gay lifestyle and you want to stay in that lifestyle, um, you have to know that it is a sin, just like any sexual immorality is sin. All of it. I speak about homosexuality because that's where I came from. I can speak on it. It's my experience. But it is sin and it is an abomination to God. And if you don't become born again, you will go to hell when you die. It's just that simple. It's that simple. And it's not because you're gay that you're going to go to hell. But it's because you're, 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 you have not been made right with God. You've not accepted the free gift of salvation. You haven't been made born again. And anyone who's not born again, when they die, spends eternity in hell. Um, those of you that are born again, spend eternity with, uh, with God in heaven. Um, so you have to know those things you have to know and understand. Um, nobody likes to hear it, you know, but it's the truth. So um, I just want to encourage um, any Christians out there, any born-again Christians who are struggling with homosexuality, um, don't give up. You know, be encouraged because 
Jesus is faithful and he will deliver you. You just keep fighting, keep praying out to God. Do whatever you have to do to stay obedient. Don't let Satan beat you on this. And anyone who uh, is gay and wants out, Jesus is your way out. I guarantee it. Anybody that's gay and wants to stay in it, hell is your destiny. And not just for your homosexuality, but for the fact that you're denying salvation through Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Nowhere to Run. You can download all of the archives to this show and others I've done for free at NowhereToRunRadio.com. Your prayers and donations are needed and appreciated. You can partner with me to reach many more people with discipleship, apologetics, and the gospel. Go to Nowhere to Run Radio to help support this ministry. Thanks for your time.